Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical, a podcast covering Hulu's Castle Rock, brought to you by the fan critical team. Team being a strong word because today <laughs> uh, we're down to a duo. Uh, Unfortunately, but... due to scheduling errors and uh, no, 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 don't let her off the hook. Yeah, okay, fair She's enough. Let us down. Emma's let us down. Yeah. Um, she apologises to you all, um, but don't worry. That other voice was Gareth, and he's here. Luckily, to help me through this episode. Luckily, I bring almost as much expertise on the Stephen King Zero universe. Stephen King expertise. Well, is it zero or do I know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically L- zero. Luckily, luckily, I'm the second highest ranking Stephen King aficionado mm. on this podcast. Third behind Lucy. So, And you'll see it King Corner. King Corner. It's, very, it's very bare, actually, to be honest with you. And that's not my fault. It's just the episode, all right? But I am an aficionado, just mm. not as much as Emma. Or um, Lucy. Well, who also we'll, can't be here. Well, so look forward to this pod. Yes, it's uh... informative. No, mm. but what it will be is it'll be bloody fun. And that's, you know, if you listen to our Watchmen podcast, you're in for a treat. So we've had uh, some serious reservations about last week's episode. And if you listen to it, I'm sorry, we were a bit harsh on it. But let's face it, it was easily the weakest of the season. I'm not sorry. I, I don't I don't believe anyone can can say to me that that wasn't the weakest episode of the season. Um, so we yeah. weren't happy with it. It felt a tad lazy. It was very short. We didn't get more of the juicy kid stuff from season one that they Excuse teed me? up. Ex- Please don't say juicy kids. Juicy, stuff. juicy kids. I don't mean it like that, Gareth. Oh, Where your mind goes is well, worrying. You're the one who said it. Well, you're the one who interpreted it badly. Oh, um, we didn't get any of that. We didn't get any more kid stuff um, with, you know, the kid. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say that this week I'm a lot happier because, um, yeah, big time, big time happier. Uh, and I wanted to kick off by, by asking your thoughts, actually, Gareth, but I'm just going to tell you right now off the bat that I'm happier. Well, so episode nine was titled mm-hmm. Caveat Emptor, okay? Yes. And obviously, we know what that means, don't you, Gareth? We've been through this on the podcast, haven't we, Gareth? It yes, means we have. It's in Latin, it means... It means... Go on. Here we go. Empty... No. Cave. No. An empty cage would have been more relevant. So why didn't you say that? I did. You and mis- that is incorrect. You misheard me. There's nothing to do with empty. It means buyer beware. Yes. And it's a nod to another one of King's works. I know this one. Uh, don't. We'll save that for King Corner because, okay. as I said, it's threadbare. So let's keep even the very easiest things <laughs> for, for King Corner, right? Well, what am I supposed to take? Listeners then? at home, yes, you're shouting at me. I know what it is. We all know what it is, but we'll get there in King Corner and it makes us sound a little bit a bit smarter than we are. Um, Needful things. Uh, I'll edit that out. Or should I leave it in? No, I'll leave it in. Go leave on. In. Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts, Gareth? Go on then. Um, all right. 
And uh, blueberries, of course. And blueberries. I'll explain the blueberry system very briefly. Uh, rating system, zero to five blueberries. Mm-hmm. No half blueberries allowed. Zero um, halves allowed. Now, uh, the episode. You mentioned that we were unhappy with last week's episode. I don't think I could have been much less happier. As I've just explained the blueberry system, I only gave it one Yeah, that's blueberry. mad. That is mad. It's pretty... I gave it a two, yeah. which is the lowest I've ever given an episode of Castle Rock. Yeah. I mean, I think it deserved it. I was... I, I, it needed to up its game. And... I think the reviews online from other critics and other review websites um, backed up what we were thinking. I mean, mm. you can never back up an opinion, really. But if you get a whole host of opinions saying, yeah, this was a bad episode of television. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think it was outrageous outrageous of us to think that. Um, this episode did up its game a little bit. Or a substantial amount. I still found it jarring and... Uh, problematic at times i thought some of the 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 attempts to turn this into some sort of action thriller at times yeah. didn't didn't really work f- oh, right. for that me it's a shame i enjoyed that oh it's good um it felt very b movie at yeah, times yeah i love that um, i love that though that's what i was going for yeah yeah there's a place for that um i don't think it's castle rock and uh, you know we'll, we'll discuss it in more detail when we get to it in the plot breakdown but yeah, just some of the specifics within those uh, those moments were annoying. Um, I thought Annie's just a bizarre character turn again, like a weird episode for her. Great to have Pop back in the centre of the show, though. I, I did I did like a lot of the Pop stuff, um, and the 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 story made uh, progressed, uh, yeah. and and it needed to. So I'm giving this a three blueberry score. Okay, so much improved from last week. Well, three times um, as good. Three times as good. Three bags full, sir, of blueberries. Uh, just I, the three. Just blueberries. the three blueberries. Yeah. Um, so the roller coaster of a season continues. Um, Don't I, give it five. Don't give it five. I love this episode. Oh my god. Um, it kind of reminded me of some of my favorite zombie films of all time. Uh-huh. So. It had elements in there of uh, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Night of the Living Dead. It had this sort of siege mentality to it against essentially French zombies. And let's face it, I'd prefer it. I, I genuinely am telling you right now, I would prefer it if Ace and everyone else were just zombies. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I prefer that to the goo people. But because of the whole setting of the Emporium Glorium and all of that sort of stuff and them trying to break in and then the sort of... The, the siege at the end it is B movie in a way and it's B zombie horror movie sort of stuff I loved it um, because that's actually my favourite type of horror so they embraced it uh, something especially something that's close to my heart so I was very happy uh, and when we have Tim Robbins and, and Lizzie Lizzie C as I put in my notes here Catlan cooped up in the same place mm. uh, backs against the wall mm. shooting and killing people brutally well. I actually felt the show flourished and um, really yeah, uh, plus we got we got some lacy action. We got kid tidbits. Don't get excited, Gareth. I know that I'm some people... I'm more excited by lacy action. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, that is a very good point. Yeah. Both of those things together, now I've written yeah. them and said Stop them out loud. Stop saying kid tidbits. That's next weird to lacy well. action. Don't yeah. say those two things together, yeah. actually. Stop doing it. Um, but I know that some people weren't happy, as I said, with our critic, critical stance last week. Uh, and we want the show to do well, but... We have to be critical, and when we personally feel it falls below the standards, the high standards that I think the show has actually set, 
um, you can really notice a weak episode. So mm. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm very happy. I actually watched it last night and I was here on my own. I was having a great time watching it. Okay. Uh, just, don't know, just a bit of a scene setter. Bit, bit, bit it was night time, you know, it was horrory. Yeah, I quite lacy liked action. it. Yeah, lacy action. Uh, and I hope the listeners enjoyed it too. I'm going to give it five, Gareth. No, what? Really? I actually think, because it's enjoyable. Like, no. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the yeah, siege. But, right. No, the other ones can... I've given five to yeah. like, this season were the, the flashback episode with Amazing Annie, episode. Fantastic episode. And the one with the kid reveal. And do you know what I like about both of those episodes? I enjoyed them. Yeah, I genuinely course. enjoyed them. I enjoyed this episode. Like, when I finished watching it, I thought, that was cool. Okay. Tim Robbins was awesome in this episode. Yeah, he was. He was. But listen, you can, you can enjoy something yeah. and not give it a perfect score. I agree with you. And I, I mean, if you think this is worth a perfect score, then that's fine. That's your. I call. think I this just is disagree. I think massively this is better than the Annie flashback episode for me. I enjoyed it more, and I enjoyed that's mental. I know, but John gave that one a three, for example. So scales can be skewed. Blueberries can be divvied out. I'm also known as a hype man and I just genuinely enjoyed watching it last night and I think maybe it's something to do with the fact that last week was so bad and this week I felt was chalk and cheese. I felt literally it was chalk and cheese. The action I enjoyed Mm. and Tim Robbins I enjoyed and he's looking all haggard and you know destroyed in this episode. I loved it. Um, So I'm going to give it a five. I enjoyed it. I think Emma would have given it a four but we'll never know because she's not here, Gareth. (laughs) She's not. She let us down. So So I have despite you giving that five five blueberries and me losing a lot of respect, I still have more respect for you than I do for Emma because you're here. Yes. So well Always done. here. Always watching. Yeah. Before we jump into the plot of episode nine. It's a weird thing to okay, say. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Watchmen. <laughs> watchers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before we jump into the plot, quick advert break. Quick advert here. Yes. Yeah, the season of Castle Rock is nearing its end. Uh-huh. Next week is the season finale of season two. Um, so what I would like you to do is, you know, don't worry about subscribing to this channel now. Don't worry about that. Okay, so it's I mean, an odd advert. Just do it anyway, whatever. But don't worry about it. What I'd actually prefer you to do is search for Fan Critical on any of your podcast apps or whatever you're on. Uh, and then check us out because that's where we release everything. So we've got the Star Wars podcast coming out soon. The Watchmen stuff gets released on there. We've got other podcasts coming out, a Christmas special, a review of The Grinch. We've got loads of stuff coming yeah. out. So if you could, you know, go on to Fan Critical and subscribe, that'd be amazing. What's the name of that podcast again? Fan Critical. We should make a little song. No, let's not make a song. Mm-hmm. But uh, To rap. Definitely not. But what I will say is, if you could leave us a review as well on iTunes, we really do appreciate that. We've got so many lovely reviews recently. And we want to say to everyone who has left us a review, and there have been, honestly, 50, 60, 70. We're climbing up the reviews now. Uh, They've been amazing. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for the reviews. They make our day. They make our day. Do you know what makes our day even more special, Gareth? Go on. Is when we get a new Patreon. So Patreon is a platform where you can go uh, and sponsor us in a way to make more content. Mm -hmm. And for a sponsorship every month, a donation of money, you get rewards. You get a shout out on the podcast. Uh, Then you get a cast it episode every every so often. We've got a few more coming out towards Christmas where we recast famous films with other actors to hilarious results. It's great. 
But you can also commission a podcast. <laughs> Sounds it. And it is. And you can be a guest on a podcast. There are several different tiers there. So do go check that out. We've just got a host load of uh, new Patreons. Uh, we're going to give you guys a shout out on the Watchmen podcast because I think you guys care more about that Watchmen. What you can watch? tell us what podcast you want to be shouted out on. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical, you can uh, see the options there. See if any of the tiers match any sort of the, the sort of monies you want to give us. Uh, and if you do give us the monies, we'll be massively, massively appreciative because this isn't our day job. Uh, this is uh, a hobby of sorts, but to do it, there are operating costs. And at the moment, we have multiple podcasts with multiple operating costs. So any extra really does help us. And we are so, so thankful. Len keeps coming to us and saying, all right, can you give me some more money? Yeah, so that more I can monies. Buy give me the more monies. Some more microphones. Yes, and need the microphones, need the we equipment. We keep saying, stop charging us. Charge the people who are listening to this. Well, trying. But yes, yes. thank you, Patreons. We love you very much. We do, we love uh, you. It's patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Right, enough plugging. Time for the plot of episode nine of Castle Rock season two. Yes, we pick up. With something that we missed last week and was one of our negatives for the episode, we pick up with Pop, who wasn't in last week's episode, who rushes away from the statue at the parade. So it's a little bit behind up, in time. Pick up with Pop at the parade. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a I nightmare for microphones. Nightmare but... for microphones and just a tongue twister of sorts. How many times can you say it? Pick up Pop at the parade. Pick up with Pop at the parade. <laughs> so zero is yeah, the answer. Zero is the answer. Yeah. Uh, he heads to, in my notes I put the Gallium, but it's actually Gallorium. It must have auto-corrected there. The Gallium Emparium. The, the Gallium Emparium. Uh, and opens the letters addressed to Pangers, our yeah. beloved Pangers, Alan Pangborn. Mm. Mm. Lovely to hear his name, isn't it, Gareth? It, it is. Uh, these are the... I, I like a nice, clean, easy reference like this where um, you, know, you don't have to have any in-depth knowledge. It was one that I could pick up on straight away. Mm, very much so. Uh, he starts sifting through the letters and uh, would, you, would you like to know what one of the letters reads? So we actually, funnily enough, Gareth... The podcast where we saw these letters last time was episode four of this season when Nadia was rummaging through um, pop stuff. And I said to you in that episode, and I said, oh, did you notice the letters? And you were like, oh, no, I didn't notice them. Did you notice they were addressed to Pangers? Do you notice they were from Lacey? And did you notice the drawings on them? Yes. And I didn't know that we would specifically... I did a little that... smiley sun and there was a house. And uh, it yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my family. No, no. Little kid, the little else, kid drawings. Not like that again. Um, but the thing is, I didn't know. I didn't think they'd come back, but they did come back. And one of the letters reads this. <clears throat> I'll read it in a serious voice. Ooh. Alan, there are many faces in the dark. The eyes are always blank and the gaze is always ravenous. So debate the gaze every day or be consumed. Not children of our kind, Alan hostages of fortune don't stand alone right. uh, lovely um, yeah however yeah it obviously wouldn't have been written in an english accent no i mean i can't do a lacy accent okay i didn't want to do an american accent because it's not that good no. anyone no, listens what to watchman i'm got. very good at english accents because well, i am english yes, surprising that yes but um i thought that was an interesting uh, a little bit of information for everyone there if you didn't catch it, uh, there's also a map of the tunnel system. Mm-hmm. Um, very intricate one, which will be very useful for Pop next week, I'm sure. 
as we'll get onto that later. But Pop's dead. Or is he? Uh, obviously not. Spoiler warning. He's going to be good. Um, so it was Which is interesting because he's been he's told specifically that he's not a good man. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, so amazingly, after this sequence, we see Warden Lacey's wife. Yeah. So straight off the bat in this episode, I'm, I'm much happier because we're getting some serious references to, uh, to season one. Uh, she stumbled into her room, uh, bless her, because remember, she's blind. And then she gets brutally murdered straight away and then gooed. Yeah, slain immediately. You mm. can Slain, interesting, medieval term. Indeed. You can tell that she's been slain because blood spatters all over the photo of her and, uh, and, and Warden Lacey. Yeah, it was good, that, actually, to be fair. I was just buzzing to see her again, to be honest with you. She's a fantastic actress. She was Fra- buzzing to see you. Oh, oh Francis Conroy. Yeah. So we said this in season one. Barney Stinson's mum. Yeah, we said this in season one. How come she's only got such a short role? She was in like three scenes last season. Yeah. I mean, total of maximum maybe two minutes, right, of screen time. Uh, and once again here, we see that she only has another short scene where Ace is then interrogating her after she's been gooed. Now... I'm hoping, and this is my little theory, that if they do go for a season three, which I think is genuinely in the balance at the moment, mm. I don't know how Hulu are feeling, but I'm not sure yeah. what they're thinking. I would love a season three, obviously, for our benefit, because I love the show and I want the show to do well. But uh, if she has been good and she's been fixed, and she has, she's no longer blind, then maybe they're opening the door for her once she's depossessed to be in season three. Is she no longer blind? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, Ace, like... Ace says, your vessel was blind, so this is a small gift to her that now she is no longer blind, if there is any part of her left in in you. So that is was... Is that what he said? Yeah, so, so now she can, she can see. She sees. But obviously when he was trying to get the information out of her, she didn't see in the past, so that's the thing. She was yeah, actually blinded to the truth that Lacey once had. Excellent. Thank so, you for explaining no, that. No worries, that's why I'm the aficionado. Um, Lucy so that, would have said it more succinctly. Whatever. Uh, whilst this is going on, Pop uh, gets to the hospital and finds Nadia uh, and dead gooey Chris, I've written in my notes. Right, and Nadia going OTT with the screaming. Yeah, well, she was last week, remember? She knows she's in a point of peril. Yeah. Point of peril before Pop comes from the parade. Yeah, um, good. Thanks. But she is still screaming pretty horrifically over somebody that like I'm sure she cares but we probably don't she is a bit over the top in this episode but it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you it did bother me it I really know. did I heard you watching it and then yes. saying it yes <laughs> yeah, that's how you know yeah um, any listeners, listeners don't, know. don't know he was bothered, bothered yes yeah, Um. so I'm a bit sad for Pop because his whole world in this episode is just like crumbling down his his town which he has been the sort of, sort of not mob ruler of, but you know, essentially that mm. in a way. Uh, and obviously, he's just lost regular Chris because uh, Gooey Chris was exercised. Yeah. Um, and Gooey Chris wasn't his favorite, but regular Chris was his favorite. Um, and you know, he he's losing his kids all around him. Like Ace is possessed by Augustine. You know, it's all going on. I feel a bit bad for the guy. Plus, he's dying of cancer. It's a rough time for the lad. It's not his favorite time. No. However. He's had a lovely funeral that he managed to attend. The wake, yeah. His wake. Yeah. So, you know, 
It's not all bad. Not all bad. Uh, Chant then appears on a motorcycle. Uh, and Gareth's pun here in my notes was, as if by chance. Nice, Gareth. That was good, wasn't it? Uh, and they escape in Pop's truck, uh, being chased by the goo people. Now, this reminded me of Terminator 2, Gareth. She's very John Connor-esque in a way. Yeah, I mean, like... On a motorcycle. Sure. No, no, on no. a motorcycle. Yeah, yes. A very budget yes. version of John Connor. I didn't say she was exactly like John Connor. I just said it reminds me of John Connor. Okay, but that's fine. And that's lovely. Um, and yes, sure, it, you can, it can allude to things. Yeah. It can be inspired by things. But the problem is... When it's much worse than those things, <laughs> it's a problem. It doesn't hey, look good. It is true. Terminator 2 Judgment Day is one of the greatest films of all time. Mm. Uh, so as they're getting chased, they, they the tyres get blown out and then they're surrounded. There's gunshots going on. It's already like action-heavy episode. And then out of nowhere, Abdi comes in, crashes through with his like construction vehicle and saves the day. Okay, so uh, I guess I just want to elaborate a little bit on why I find this all really quite silly. Like how do these goo people in the car know where pop and and uh and chance and yeah. nadia are how do yeah. they how do they Could know have been a radio communication from the other goo terrible goo oons that we talked about last week who were just yeah. shouting out like hey if there's anybody in there just kill them just and, kill them yeah um, um yeah right and it's just, the the car chase is clunky and rubbish, and I mean, the I shootout. Is, I don't think it's their. I don't think it's their forte. No, but saying, and yeah. this is my point. I suppose yeah. is that it isn't. They they've tried to do things that they're very much yeah. not skilled at. Well, they've probably never done before, to be honest with you. So mm. that's probably it. But uh, I, I, you know, I quite enjoyed it. It reminded me quite, as I said, like the opening scenes of of, of Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that, where you. You're trying to escape suburbia from the zombies and there's cars crashing all around you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I really liked it, um, but that's that's me. That's the sort of stuff that I like. Um, Abdi comes from nowhere. He does doesn't come, know who that yeah, is in yeah. the car. Doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, but he decides just, to crash into them and kill them. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. Yeah. Um, basically, they all go inside the Glorium and literally batten down the hatches. Mm. Um, Pop then explains the basic plot from season one <laughs> as an alarm goes off. <laughs> Uh, they discover Annie and two randoms have busted in downstairs. Uh-oh. I really like the fact that you're getting this, like I just referenced, Dawn of the Dead, the, like the mall or this this sort of impenetrable fortress that these inhabitants have to live in for a bit. Yeah. Um, it's so impenetrable Yeah. that Annie and two randoms managed to break in. Well, that's the thing that I think is, is funny. But that's, you know, that's the thing that happens in these zombie films. Like you get these sort of, these... They get these strongholds, yeah. and I know where someone will have snuck in through the sewers or something, you know, and they'll just <laughs> yeah. be in there. Like, how did yeah. you get in here? Yeah. And then they'll have to interrogate them. It's exactly what happens in these films, and that is why I enjoy them because mm-hmm. um, okay. they are silly. Yep. I'm not saying they're, they're sensible. It's a fucking zombie film, like, yeah. and I'm not saying this is sensible. It's fucking goo people, like you know what it is. <laughs> French so, goo people. Yeah, that. I mean that's mental in its own right, yeah. you know. So I I actually enjoyed it, um, and I like the fact that pop is so sort of paranoid that he has this basically panic room situation going on with his whole shop yeah he's um, got his little like bombs ready to go yeah i mean I'd, it's just very interesting to me um let's talk about these other two characters uh that turned up with annie that cracked me up what right. are they doing right what are they doing 
What are they doing? Well, I mean, come on, you're the one who gave this five blueberries. Yeah. You explain to me the logic yeah. here. Well, as I said, I was having a good time with it. Yeah. So if John was watching this episode, what he would have done is just laughed out loud with his little cackle that he does when he saw them. Like, yes. who are these people is yeah. what he would have said. And yeah. I had that going through my head when I was watching it. So uh, I was a bit like that last night. I had a little laugh. Um, it's it, Obviously, one of them has uh, a plot device here, but the other one... Who I've written in my notes as Jan, but <laughs> it's definitely not. Her I don't name. think it's her name. It might be Lynn or something. It's. I feel like it's a two-syllable name. Maybe, maybe. Um, don't worry. Let's call her Jan for the rest of this podcast. Cause I quite like that. Um, so they all basically have to do an interview of each of them to understand if they. Can have... we call her Claudette? No, I like Jan. It's easy for me to say. Claudette's too complicated. Aye, but it's interesting, isn't it? Well. More that's more interesting than her character, Gareth. So that's why we're calling her Jan. Um, they do an interview to interrogate them to see if they are goo people, uh, gooey French people. Uh, and this reminded me, and I, you know, this isn't this isn't a comic corner or another film corner sort of thing, but it's uh, it reminded me of the thing a little bit because in that they they interview the people um, and sort of do a little test on them to see if they're inhabited by this other being yeah and uh you know how yeah it's the editing of this that annoyed me as well like they're cutting between different people asking questions and someone else answering a question yeah that did annoy me why would they do that and then why why is Is that like a verification technique (laughs) are you verifying stories (laughs) you're only interviewing them like one minute apart from each other right and why why is chance asking questions oh honestly honestly (laughs) that's her qualification when when chart when it cut to chance asking a question I was like, you haven't even fucking interviewed her. She's turned up on a motorcycle <laughs> and then d- accidentally she's, oh, I, I'll put the bomb down in the generator room. And then she goes, oh no, I've hit it the didn't wire work. Yeah. Yeah. You know. No, but what you didn't see is when it cut from chance to who she was interviewing, yeah. she was actually just talking to a shoe. Oh, right. Fine. Yeah. Who no, are I, you? I, what do honestly, you want? I did laugh when... I 100% I forgot about that but I did yeah. 100% laugh it's like why is she right. what are you doing there <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, to be fair that was a good point for you Gash five and blueberries I do what I want to do mate I'm in a very good mood today well that's fine but I'm going to if you're continue. in a good mood and you watch something right. and it makes you feel good I'm good, okay? I'm going to continue to remind you of your score. No, I stick by it. I stick by my scores. Okay. Uh, it turns out, though, that Jamal, after the, all these interviews, is a goo person, um, and they quickly restrain him and interrogate him. Mm. Uh, they you know, they threaten him by, oh, we're going to put the drug in you. I was like, well, why didn't you just do it? Just put the drug in <laughs> Just him. do it. They didn't do it. But Annie decides, and I actually love this scene, uh, that she's had enough of this and basically goes full Wilkes, as I've written in my notes, and syringes him in the eyes. Ugh. Well, this is more. This is actually more Annie Wilkes esque. Yeah, but so for me, from what like well, they're driven gonna have by to, very little. Well, no, is... think about it. She hasn't been on her meds for a very long time now. No. You're talking. She hasn't been on her meds. Oh God, for about four episodes. I can't remember the last time she took her meds. So. In passage of time, she's obviously losing it more. She's hearing the voices, which I know you hate, but she's hearing yep. the voices. All right, you have to admit the voice sounded shit. I mean, the voice is always the voice has always again. sounded shit. I've not disputed you. On find that. her. Yeah, fine. How can you let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that that's just me talking to you about not having Emma on the pod. Oh yeah, yeah. Find yeah. her. Find her. Where is she? 
You have to find her. Cleaners, clean her. You must find her. Well, don't clean her. That sounds weird. Give her a shower. (laughs) But uh, what I will say is I really enjoyed it. And uh, I enjoy the the full Wilkes turn here where she just goes, "Um, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just going to syringe you in the eyes. Way too much. Way too much for way too little. Totally unjustified. Just there for shock value, and hey, look, look it was an sometimes interesting. Sometimes you kill. need shock, and in, in sort of horror, that is a lot. I'm not going to lie to you; that is a major thing that is used is shock value. Okay, then I'm going to tell you this as well. Go on. I hated the fact that after that point, they decided to like blur out all the sound, and I would almost understand it if that was from oh, Annie's... Well, saving Private Ryan, D Day like D Day Landing, exactly right. Yeah, that was. A I'd weird understand it if it was. Because they were going to Annie's perspective and she yeah. just lost it. But within it, Annie's also talking and she's just sort of yeah. going like, um, blah, 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 blah. I think blah, it was blah. meant to be from Tim Robbins' perspective. At but that he's point. talking as well. Yeah. So it doesn't make it was sense. An, it was an interesting decision. <laughs> and and it also has Nadia going, what? You've killed him. He was going to help <laughs> us and now he can't. I mean, I was just sort of more wound up in the fact that a guy just had two syringes put through his eyes. And once again, I was shocked. You know, much. some films have that, you know, shock value. You know, we we like Midsummer, for example, and Great Ari Aster's sort of work yes. uh, as a director. A lot of his stuff is shocking with no explanation and you just have to accept it. That's not the same. No, it's not the same. But I'm just saying that for me, a shock, a shock value and a more like, you know, it, it's, it's valid. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what the difference is. This Castle Rock here works really well when it's character driven right when it when it cares about developing its characters and i feel like the development of of annie is just weird it's all over the place she is a weird like, character though yeah i know she's, but you don't really understand her in misery to an extent you understand that she's a fanatical sort of lunatic but we d- we don't understand how she got to that but point this we is don't silly. Understand. J- jamal could have potentially been saved you don't and like she, she knows that as well, and mm. she's decided. Well, I'm just going to put syringes in his eyes, which is horrendous. Yeah, fair enough, it is horrendous. Um, I enjoyed it. Listeners, let us know what you think. Did you enjoy it? You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com. That's fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com, and let us know your thoughts. There is a feedback section. It'll be later in the episode. Uh, Ace, uh, whilst this has been going on, has surrounded the building with his French minions uh, and starts monologuing to Pop, who is having none of it. Then Pop says he has burned the letters, so Ace threatens to kill him, goo him, and then he will tell all. Yeah. Um, I'm not... At this point, I was thinking, I'm not entirely sure what this the the purpose of this conversation is. Um, you know, it was a bit like, you know, in Die Hard. Um, Hans Gruber to... Uh... Yeah, to John McClane. To John McClane. Like, you don't need to sort of keep updating each other with your plans. Oh, I like, I love that, though. I love the radio communication stuff. Mm. And actually, for the first time, I've written in my notes here that uh, this is the, the best ace that I've seen for a long time. It didn't bother me. Ace or Augustin. Because I've, I've said it's been a major problem for me. Ace that how, you know, how uh, one note he's been. Yeah. Um, I actually felt this was better... But then I also was written in my notes here that maybe elevated by Tim Robbins' fantastic acting on the other end of the line. True. Do you reckon he's like carrying Ace Gustan? Tim Robbins is carrying the. It's noticeable in an episode when he's not there and then when he is there. Mm. You know? And the thing about this conversation that was interesting is he was. Uh, Augustan was basically saying, look, you've, you've destroyed 
four people's lives, these four children. They're not even your children. Mm-hmm. But somehow, how can a man inherit, have nothing, and then come out worse? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which I thought was yeah, actually quite a good line. Good and actually, the acting that Tim Robbins did here, I thought was fantastic. He did a little cry, didn't he? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, um, I think it's a bit harsh on uh, on Pop I, to say that he's ruined their lives. Like, y- yes, for Abdi and Nadia, because he ac- actually fired the bullets that killed mm, their mum. Mm. That's pretty pretty bad. Um, I, he probably hasn't ruined Chris and Ace's lives. So their lives were in dire straits before yeah. he got to them. Because of, it, because um, of their parents, yeah. And, you know, maybe he didn't do the greatest job in the world, but I'd say it's harsh to say he's ruined yeah, their Yeah, I, th- I think that's the point we're supposed to get, that these children are feeling, especially the, the Somali kids, Abdi and Nadia, are feeling like, oh, they're so hard done by. He was doing his job in Somalia, which mm. I know sounds terrible, but he was, literally, that was his job. Now... When you head out to Somalia, your job is Not. kill all mothers that you see. <laughs> but she's running down the road with a gun, mate. We've had this conversation yes, in episode four. It wound me up. Now, what I'll say is, I don't think he's as bad a father as, as, as they're making out to be. And I think they don't believe that either, but they're trying to make him feel like shit, even though he's on his deathbed. And they know this could be the end for all of them. Yep. Uh, so he actually tries to make amends with them both, as we're discussing here. Um, and I felt their reaction saying, you know, I'm, you did ruin it all. You are a dick. Uh, was a bit, was a bit much to be honest with you, because Pop is a more sort of sinister character in the Stephen King universe in the mm. novel form. And, um, I have to say in the show, just cause maybe it's Tim Robbins or whatever, it's like Annie Wilkes. They've made him more sympathetic as a character. Yeah. Yes. He's had faults. Yeah. We've not really seen many of his faults because they happened in the past other than him shooting the, the mother, which yeah, once again was a job. We see as him as, as a I, bit of a, yeah. a reformed character. Like yeah, a father we figure. We see him trying to repent. Yeah. So we don't understand the weight of the things that he's been through or done to Castle Rock to get in this position of right. power. That's a good point. And I think maybe that's that's part of the reason that I find it a little bit jarring is because, yeah, we don't see him like that. And no. and Tim Robbins just, as an actor, is a lovable guy. Face and we're sitting there so going, affable. Andy Dufresne. We're sitting there yeah. going, Andy Dufresne, you know. so He's got a little squashy nose. You just want to give him a hug. Yeah. Um, so I felt that was very harsh. I'm rooting for Pop. Uh, speaking of rooting for Pop, he uh, straps on a C4 vest um, and tells Ace that, you know, like basically, you're not going to goo me. I'm going to blow myself up. So come and get me or whatever. So Ace sends in all of the inept minions. They are the most inept minions yeah. I've you, ever do you, seen. Do you want to read my notes here? This Go is my on. notes. Um, so I wrote this. I said... Is it, are they trying to make it seem like the French are just terrible at war? Because in England we have a thing saying, you know, the French are terrible at war uh, and they always surrender. But uh, Jesus, these French goo people are awful. I mean, mentally, they'd lost the battle before they'd even gone in there. Right. This is, and again... And I'm not being mean to French people. That's a stereotype. But I'm just a, it's saying... It's an unfair stereotype. It's an unfair stereotype. Obviously, not, in the Napoleonic Wars, obviously, yeah. you did very well. However, yeah. you did lose to us. Whatever. Get over it. Uh, but the, what I'm... <laughs> the Normans did beat the Anglo-Saxons. They did, but Normandy 
wasn't necessarily unified France. It was anyway. That's a history podcast. Let's get into that <laughs> another French. time. <laughs> what matters? Um, yeah, I mean, look, this the, this was part of the problem is that I felt zero tension because mm. these people were an absolute <laughs> shambles. I, were you going to say you felt zero tension because they were French, or did you just rein yourself in? <laughs> they, they, they. I, I think in a way we do it, love France. By the way, actually, lovely. I had a lovely weekend there recently. It's beautiful. I'm backtracking now, digging a hole. Bye bye, Gareth. Go. Vive la France. <laughs> um, allez, allez. Very good. They should have shouted that when they went in. Yeah, would have made zero some sense. sense. Some sense. I, I was going to say. I think actually, in a way. This the, them being rubbish almost made a bit of sense because they shouldn't know how they to use shouldn't know how to use guns like well, yeah. unless they're tapping into memories of the, the their vessels yeah. but and then, all the vessels are just going around shooting are they yeah I, I wouldn't mean, have thought so yeah um, but it was way too easy for all of them there was I mean the only person that seemed like she felt any threat was Nadia because she's an overactor in this episode. Um, yeah. just also combat expert. Yeah, combat expert, Nadia. She's been well trained, I guess, by Pop. Doc that, H. that was referenced before that she has had some training from Pop, okay. Ace, Chris, okay. etc. shooting and stuff like that. Fine. So um, is Abdi, obviously. You knew that all of them were going to survive apart from Claudette. Jan. And Bless her. That was always going to be the case, and it meant absolutely nothing because she came in, contributed zero things to this episode yeah. of uh, this series, and then was gone. Yeah. Just so that they could say, oh, yeah, but somebody did die from the goo people. Yeah, cannon fodder. Cannon and fodder. This is a problem that The Walking Dead has had for years is that after it started killing off main characters at the start, it refused to do so for a while and just killed off red shirt number two who they yeah. give one or two lines to in the episode right. try and make you care about them oh that guy said so. oh he's dead oh he's been eaten by a zombie I just always carry around this photo of my boy <laughs> dead um, yeah very true She, you needed cannon fodder in this episode because there was no way they could make it all out um, obviously you know Pop dies later on but we'll get on to that um, but Annie and co fight their way through the glorium and Ooh. Pop goes full Rambo enabling them to escape well, we should point out that their escape plan was to time their escape perfectly. Yeah, with a train. With a train. Now... Back to the Future right. 3. Yes, <laughs> but that's Back to the Future, right? Which... Great film. ...is tremendous. This... Great. Perfect trilogy, in a way. Arguably, before... Other than Toy Story, it was... Like, before before it became a 4. And the fourth one is very good, so... It, it is, but, but other than Toy Story... Probably the best trilogy there there is. Lord of the Rings, mate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Come back at me. But Back to the Future. Listeners, is great. let us know your favourite trilogy. Um, yeah. um, uh, anyway, um, Home Alone. No, it's not. Definitely count. not. Home Alone 3 is one of the most. That was a joke. Biggest, yeah, good. Home Alone abomination. 3 doesn't count. It's an abomination. Doesn't count. It's not a film. Doesn't exist. Um, but this was um, this was silly. Right. Okay. You've got to agree with this. They, their plan is, right. No, yeah, the train time... thing I thought was a bit random. <laughs> so they could just get away from them. Let's time How long escape. is this train? Well, no, no, no. I don't have a problem with the train being that long. They said it would take half an hour for that train That's to pass. That's mental. Yeah, you, you Can you that. get trains like that? Yes. Especially in the US, the ones that go going cross country, carrying all their like goods across mm. like the freight trains, right? Okay. That's fine. 
Trains that are kilometres long is not a problem. The fact that they've decided that they know exactly what time and what second yeah. that train is going to go past that point, yeah, and they're going to time their escape. Have you seen Breaking Bad? It's very similar. It, Season five. It, yeah, but it's not. That's more like there's a train. Let's That's run intricate, for it. right? It, it, this is this is silly. Yeah, it's okay. silly. It I didn't is. dislike. I mean, I I was I just accepted that as. Yeah, they need to get out. They need to. They didn't. Need to get out. Cause they got it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take your points into consideration. Well, uh, Gary. Also, given the fact that they go because the the French goo people decide to storm the building. Yeah, pops like, oh god, we better. We're gonna leave early. We gotta leave early. So their plan was to go later. So yeah. they were going to miss the train. <laughs> Very true. I mean, how do they schedule how long it takes to get out of there? Five blueberries. Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> stop uh, saying that. Stop saying that. Um, so I said, I've written here in my notes, they have a plan to use the train as a shield and luckily they just make it. For you. Five For blueberries. You. Pop confronts Ace. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and attempts to blow himself up. Tries and fails as the detonator doesn't work. Ace then proceeds to shoot Pop in the head in prep for goo. Uh, what I will say here is I had a lovely surprise watching this episode because one of my favourite recording artists, Laura Marling, who uh, is a solo female artist, folk, uh, English folk singer, uh, got a lovely use of one of her songs that I used to listen to all the time. As they're jumping in front of the train. Yeah, and Pop's getting shot in the head, so I'll put it in now. Forgive me, hero, I cannot stay He cut out my tongue, there is nothing to save Love me, oh Lord, he threw me away He laughed at my sins, in his arms I must stay He wrote, I'm broke Please send for me But I'm broken too And spoken for Do not tempt me And it was lovely to hear that because it just that's also another thing that I was like, oh, I love that song. And then maybe I also helped the, that also helped the five blueberry thing, you know? Right. So I'm just saying, reasoned. So uh, you, you say that, but if we played that song... Yeah. The Laura Marling. It's a great song, by yeah, the way. It's a lovely song. If we played that, and then the the visuals going with. I that actually song, like the visuals. Pop got shot in the head. Listen, I I understand that. Yeah. Let me finish. If we watched somebody flushing a toilet for half an hour, yeah. right? But they played Laura Marling at the end of. Well, that, at least it would it would help the toilet flush. How many blueberries would it get? One blueberry. It give it a blueberry. Just right. that song. So this was a four blueberry episode. Doesn't matter what it is. No, I'm 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 just asking. This was a four blueberry episode for you. Sometimes things happen in episodes. Like you said, when the kid appeared, it gave it two extra blueberries the other week. When that was mental, hosting. though, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was, was mental. Yeah. But this was also quite a surprise for me to hear this song. I actually love that song. I'm sure the listeners love that song as well. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little serenade from Laura. Um, mm. So just a couple of things here. Made it a perfect episode for you. 
No, per- wow. there's no such thing as a perfect episode. Wow. I don't think I don't think there's there's ever perfect. Five blueberries scale, out of five. The scale doesn't allow for that. The scale allows for a denomination, and then perfect is is a completely different discussion. But what I will say is, here's some theory stuff, and obviously anyone who is confused about why the detonator didn't go off and it, or they didn't notice the little cues, we'll talk through it now. So um, previously, when Pop was going Rambo. We saw him pump himself full of the Haldol um, medication. The drug. The drug, which we know dulls the uh, goo transition. They pointed that out for us because they said, quick, let's pump Jamal full of this drug. Yeah, and then they didn't. So that's why you know, they needed the goo nulling drug. So Pop's done that. Then he also removed one of the batteries from the detonator. So he's playing the... He's a great actor, Tim Robbins. And so is Pop because Pop's doing a great job of fooling Augusta into thinking that oh no the detonator didn't work mm. oh I don't want to be gooed but don't he does want to be gooed because he wants to wake up Go down away. the tombs because he's got the maps from the letters and he's also got the map from Annie right. and he's going to go and he's going to try and figure out how to save the town of Castle Rock so are you saying go on are you saying that they're going to bring back Pop but yeah. because he's got the drug in his he'll system, wake up early like the other one did and he, escape and he's going to be Pop but healed mostly. but healed and so then he'll pretend to be French goo person. Maybe. Or he'll just wake up before the full... So they'll assume it takes like a day. He'll wake up in like 12 hours and he'll go run around the tombs. He'll meet up with Annie somehow and they'll both get joy and destroy the kid statue now, or whatever needs to happen. Or Amity. What if they start speaking French to him? Luckily, he... What language they speak in Somalia, Gareth? In Somalia? Yeah. They they speak a bit of French. They, they do. They they often. He toured speak. it. He toured there. So maybe he knows a bit of French. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Maybe. I mean, they speak Arabic as well. They do speak multiple languages in Somalia. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. So if anyone didn't know what's going on here, that is the plan. Pop will definitely be coming back as himself for a short time, anyway, until the drug wears off. Uh, I don't think. Pop will make it out of this season. Do you think he'll make it out of this season, Gareth? No way. He's, um, Even if he gets cured, because he's getting cured with the cancer stuff by put, being put in the goo. One more final sacrifice for him to, I think to so. save his I kids. I think it needs to be a fitting ending for Pop. Mm. Uh, do, a couple other questions for you. Do you think we'll see the kid next week? I think we have to. I think we have to. And I think they've foreshadowed it because they are on the hunt for him. So we know that they're looking for him. It'd be mm-hmm. weird if they didn't. Yeah, see him in, okay. in this series. Uh, do you think we'll see Henry Diva next week? No. Interesting. What has happened to Henry? This is so interesting. I don't think we'll see Eva. I uh, I personally have got the feeling now that whatever's happening with the kid and Henry will mm-hmm. be revealed to us in a season four, maybe or a season three. I don't, even if it was the next season, I don't think they would relate it. I, I think they're keeping it back. I think they're they're putting their cards and they're going, "Hey Hulu, if you if you, you struggle can... with card analogies, yeah, do. don't you? They're so where the are they putting cards the cards on the head? Their chest. They put their cards up. on their head, yeah. and they're sitting on some other cards. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and they're going, "Hey Hulu, do you want some cards? Because if you do, give us another <laughs> season. We've got some cards that we've put on our heads and we're sitting on and stuff. Yep. And um, there's also a card behind your ear. And they go, really? "There's the kid. There you go. That's the kid card." That's season five. And then the Hulu right. goes, oh, yeah, here's all the monies, you know? So I think Maybe. they might... It's I, a risk, though. It, it, it's this a is risk. a big risk from risk. them, it's if a that's risk. what they're it's doing. A risk. I think it's a risk. I think they've got to take a risk. Um, 
at this point, I do want to see the kid and I do want to see Henry, but there's also a part of me that's like, I've always said with the show, I would love it if they just revisited the kid in three or four seasons time, you know, and said, actually, this thing that happened in the first season is actually the reason why all this bad stuff has happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what they've done is they've blown their load very early, which got me very excited. It got everyone very excited um, when you saw him in season two, this season, yeah. episode seven. And now it's kind of like, are they just teasing that? And then going, yeah, the kid affected these French people. They see him as a god. But like most people who pray to things, you don't hear from them or you don't see them again. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So is this just another form of torment from the kid? like to these people is that what he gets off on this is the interesting thing for me so i just hope that uh i hope that they've got a plan and i hope if they get more seasons we we maybe get more kid you know drip fed in all the other seasons so you you've got me thinking a little bit and i hope this isn't the case um because as as down as i was on last week's episode and as down as i am on this one i'm only down on this one really because you gave it five blueberries which is ridiculous so what you're just trying to show off to everyone are you i'm i'm making the point that this isn't a five blueberry episode yeah there's no wrong opinions if you think this is five blueberries let us know when emma gave when emma gave last week's episode four what did you say to her oh but that was mental you can't give last week to four. I mean, come on. There's, there's, there's well, lines. There's lines. Anyway, and she crossed them. My, my, what She's not even say, here, mate. Don't so, try and stand up for her. Uh, well, you're as bad as her in a way. In so, a way. Um, what I was going to say is, you, you've got me thinking, and I hope this isn't the case because I Dangerous do like the show. I like the show, um, despite its flaws and its bad episodes at times. I hope that they haven't blown their load early yeah, because they they've been told that yeah. they're coming to an end. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, That is a possibility because we know the show obviously gets to watch the episodes before they air. They get a sense of what's going on. That's why shows are usually commissioned at the start of their season for their next season because they've already seen seven, eight episodes in the cutting room and they are confident on the product. Yeah, That is why things like Game of Thrones Blood Moon got cancelled after a fucking pilot episode because they were not confident... In the pilot, and they had a good cast for that, and they had the same set yeah. that they had for Game of Thrones, and they had a decent director, and it still got cut. I mean, that must have been terrible for them to to to, you, to drop that. But you know the rumor about the first. I'm sorry to segue, but you know the rumor about the first Game of Thrones pilot that never aired was also terrible. It was a complete reshoot and recast, apart from three actors. Hmm. So. Sometimes they take a gamble and they throw more money at it, and sometimes they just go, "No, it's but, not going to work." But what I'm saying is, the the original one, like there was no there was no grounding. There wasn't the fan base that Game of Thrones, obviously, no. other than the book readers. Now it has now but, it has a fan but base. Now yeah. it's the biggest show in TV. It must have been a dreadful pilot yeah. for and, them to and go. And the thing with this interesting about Hulu is, and and Castle Rock is, Stephen King's got a massive fan base. Yeah. It's got a massive lineage and massive history. Actually, more lore and more tethers than game of thrones in terms of content that you can adapt through the dark tower series the multiverse the schisma all that stuff we've been talking about so uh they've got something on their hands here which is very potent it's just a shame that this season's viewership has been down slightly um and let's hope they that you know this this episode was an improvement let's hope they they end the season well you know because last season people weren't happy with the way it ended but now in retrospect with the kids stuff that we've seen in this season makes it a bit better and if they can end this season well if they stick the landing this season then maybe they'll get the season three right uh emma's not here this week so are we doing king corner let's have a little jingle a scary one. Oh no i'm innocent right 
just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Alright, so um, I'm sorry guys, Emma's not here this week, um, so you stuck with me and, uh, you know, uh, you know, the thing about writing, the, doing the podcast is you've got to write a lot of notes, you've got to like do a lot of yeah. like, research. Tell me about it. And uh, Emma isn't here to do this bit, so I've had to wing it, and I've watched the episode twice, and using my knowledge, this is the best I could come up with. <laughs> so make of that what you uh, will. Everybody turns off. Yeah, well, um, honestly, no, we've got feedback, the... so we've got feedback, so feedback's oh, going to be good. Wait for the feedback, because that, feedback that be is good. good. Um, so first of all, the axe uh, busting through the wall, uh, and I've actually banned Emma from giving Shining references anymore. Oh, this is, you are such a hypocrite. I'm having to delve to it, mate, because this is what happens oh when you get left God. in the wilderness with no clothes on. I'm having to use whatever I can. Excuse me? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't understand that analogy either. Um, so there's an axe that's been used by Annie to get into the Emporium Glorium. It's of course a nod to The Shining and here's Johnny. Um, Gareth, caveat emptor, which we spoke about, is uh, Buyer Beware. The title oh, that's interesting. Uh, for the episode is a nod to Needful Things. So you, did, you might have yeah, heard that I told you earlier. that one earlier. Yeah, everyone everyone was shouting you know. it. Told you. Um, that's, did you write that? Did you say credit to Gaz? No. Uh, so that's interesting, the sign that is actually on Leyland Gaunt's store in yeah. Needful Things. And the interesting thing about that story in Needful Things is that Pop features quite heavily because the Emporium Glorium is like a rival to Needful Things, now, the store. this is the name of the episode. Correct. So buyer beware. And who's the a, buyer in this situation? Well, it's kind of imploring, I think, that... We've talked about this before. That implying. In, yes, it's implying, sorry. That... Uh, he has all these trinkets and these things yeah. and he hoards them. And obviously in this universe, we don't know if needful things has happened. We don't know if he got that sign from Leyland Gaunt. Yeah. We don't know that. It's very interesting if that's possible. But uh, if he has collected that sign, that's I like that as a little piece of information. But I also like it that it's just something to do with his shop. Like he just collects these things. Okay. And he's, it's even referenced in the episode that... Ace is like, you just sit there in your shop with these things collecting dust, all these clocks, these cameras, all these random trinkets. Yeah, yeah. But but I feel like for it to be the name of the episode, mm. it's got to mean something, right? And so this is this is Pop's store. Yeah. So who is it that's, that's visiting the store? Well, it's the goo people, isn't it? I reckon yeah. this is like a warning to the goo people. Yeah, fair and enough. In a way, they're, they're buying. I'm doing, you know, yeah. air bunnies. Yeah. They're buying pop's body interesting and maybe it's a warning to them well that's good i like that yeah. that's a good way of looking at it. it yeah it's good that it's good good contribution because it's running out of stuff in already uh we've talked about this so many times but the only things that we can sort of liken this to <laughs> are in... you already out of material no we've got two more <laughs> uh the only things that we can we can liken uh this season too, really, with the bring brain, back Emma, with the brainwashing, because yeah. uh, she would have said this one. Well, it's the Tommyknockers, because this is very similar to the Tommyknockers. This is the whole town brainwashed, yeah, um, pretty much, and it's just Tommyknocker town. I mean, we've done a podcast on Tommyknockers. You can go check it out on the it's on the Castle Rock Critical channel and the Fan Critical channel. Remember to go over to Fan Critical and hit subscribe to that one. Um, 
it's a hilarious podcast because the 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 mini series that they released is terrible. Uh, the book is actually quite good. So if mm. you want to read the book of the Tommyknockers, if you like this season, definitely check it out. Um, and this is one from me, you know, level for me to be honest with you. But this is one from me where <clears throat> there's probably not much going on here in King Corner, so I've written this down. But I genuinely thought it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Pop reminded me of the Gunslinger from the Dark Tower series because he was literally just roaming around with a gun. With a you know, not just with a gun. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't miss. So the Gunslinger is obviously very famous in the Dark Tower because it is worship with a gun. It's this, this art form. You are this insane, accurate Gunslinger character, right? Yeah. Read the Dark Tower series. It's brilliant. But the thing about I don't want to spoil it. But what I'll say is he was just going around this building. Pop dead. Not pop dead. Pop is dead. But he was like, bang dead. Bang dead. Pop. Bang dead. He was just walking around like he fucking is the best shooter I've ever seen. Yeah, but let's be fair. Everybody was shooting. Yeah, well, I know. But it was, apart from the French people. It was quite cool, though. Basically, so, if you weren't French, you're the gunslinger. Well, you know, I just thought that was quite a cool little nod. Yeah, okay. in a way, I mean, it's probably not a nod. It's probably me just picking up on something. But, you know, maybe if, if Roland Shane was in their, in their thought process, then hmm, who knows? Um, okay. Time to move on. That was it, Gareth. Is that it? That's it, yeah. Wow. Five. Five things. Five five blueberries for this episode. Five things, five blueberries. Time to move on to listener feedback. This will be better. This will be better. Okay, we've got a couple pieces of feedback relating to last week's episode. And I don't think there's anything on this week's episode. I think this is all last week's stuff. Um, But here's Bill Fortheringham Jr. So thank you for your email. Good name. Mr. Fortheringham Jr. Very good name. Uh, dear fan critical you nailed it this season is trash wasted opportunity regarding exploration of the misery story and the goo story people is the goo people story is tedious and bogged down by truly horrible script and acting marrying the story seems dumb unless as you said it's foreshadowing for season three if so are you thinking the schisma is really the focal point of the series and the king stories are just a common framework to hang the story on um, do you know what? Actually, this is something we haven't said, but this was the episode, or in this episode, I, I sort of thought to myself, they have given up totally on the Annie Wilkes origin story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, she's just a a character who has... Yeah, it's, a, it's an alternate timeline, Annie Wilkes. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I, I mean, I, I yeah, the, I've, I've given up. I gave up a few episodes ago on the mm-hmm. turn to Annie Wilkes. I even said that in the podcast. So. I, I, yeah, it's it's annoyed me a bit that she's called Annie Wilkes. Yeah. Call her, call her Claudette. It made sense for the first... Claudette Jansen. the first four or five episodes, it, it was relevant, and now it's, it's not relevant, but that's yeah. the goo fault. Uh, he, he also <laughs> says, not to be too... Um, Sorry, <clears throat> not to be too hot takey about it, but this is classic J.J. Abrams in my opinion. Great story and intriguing concepts on the page, executed at a community theatre level on camera. Wow! Read this in disdainful John's voice. I miss that guy. Um, okay, listen to the Watchman. Listen, if you if you miss John and you want to hear that disdainful voice and you want to have a, a, a another good show to watch after Castle Rock. Please do go check out uh, Watchmen and then search our podcast, Watchmen Watchers. Or we can just do John's voice. Nah, it's fucking shit. Anyway, it's all load of fucking bollocks. That is literally what he says, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I do agree in a way and I disagree in a way. So J.J. Abrams is executive producer on this show, which essentially is 
he's it's a hokey title. Anyone he's invested in it. He's in invested in money into it yeah. and he gets a credit. Yeah. Now um I was excited about his involvement, but as from from what I understand it, it's very minimal involvement. Mm-hmm. Um and I will say that I like JJ Abrams. I think he does very well with the things that he's given he revolutionizes them in a way like i think what he did with star trek was incredible i think his involvement lot with lost is interesting as well uh with damon lindelof who also does uh watchman um which is excellent but which is excellent i will say that he the great story and intriguing concepts on the page are true um but some of his camera work you know if you look at the special effects and some of his direction it's very interesting and very visually captivating at times i mean if you look at some of the scenes in the new star wars films mm. and you look at the stuff in star trek and tell me that's not a feast for the eyes i mean it's oh, it's beautiful it's but beautiful. look at the budget that they've got i, I know castle rock doesn't have that I'm, I'm also saying that he hasn't got the involvement in this that and i we think, think I agree he does with that yeah um so i'm a jj abrams fan so it's hard for me to criticize him but i do think that he could have been more involved in this and if he was i actually think it would have been a better show Mm -hmm. that's my two cents on it to be honest with you he's a mystery box operator i like mystery box and i think this season has had season one had a lot of mystery box season two has had no mystery box and i think it needs a bit more mystery box in it yeah you know yeah i was loving our theory stuff in season one and and unfortunately it was so intriguing it was so it was so um mysterious and enigmatic in yeah. so many ways and this is just it has been so exposition it has been exposition heavy like we didn't know what was going on even at the end of season one no. we were like is the kid evil is he good yeah and now it's like it's sort of told us the kid is evil it's sort of told us ace telling everyone his plans you know over the radio everything like yeah. it's just it's just there's no mystery and i actually think the show would have benefited from a bit more mystery and I know that's contradictory to what I said at the start of the season. If you listen back to the podcast, I said, I think the show benefits from a more structured narrative. And 100% it does. <laughs> but it also needs those elements of mystery in there to, to keep the viewers intrigued, okay. I think, genuinely. Uh, he's also said this. Also, maybe I missed it during King Corner as I was doing chores around the house. I know that feeling. I listen to podcasts while doing chores too. But was there no mention of Christine during the early parade scene? I usually hang on Emma's every word. Well, where is she? Where is she, eh? Wow. So if she called out while busy, I was cleaning the house. My bad. I think she did mention Christine last week. She mentioned Christine she did. with she did. the car. Yeah, she did. With the float that was going on. Was that last week? Though? It was a uh, Plymouth Fury, I think it was. Plymouth Fury. Yeah, it's Christine. He, she, she did mention, mention it. She did do something right. There you go. Uh, no, only joking, Emma. You do a good job on King Corner. No. As evidenced by my terrible uh, attempt this week. Hey, you did a... He's shambolic a, job I did a good job I tried you did a lovely job well I've got done. to try well done you know that was last minute yeah, and it's not your role yeah it's like asking correct. Emma to host a podcast heaven forbid uh, he also says fan from day one in the USA uh, cheers Goo Bill he says so Gooey Bill uh, thank you Goo Bill and I like that although um, does that mean he's got French ancestry in which case you've probably offended him horrifically in this episode if you do Bill I'm sorry and it was all in jest because I, I genuinely very much like France and would happily buy a house there and live there one day, to be honest with you. So, vive la France! Next up, an email from Rito Berner. Long-time listener from Switzerland here. That's cool. Uh, hey, there you go. Uh, we have a Swiss vive listener. Swiss. And, no, it's fine. Swiss, Swiss, Switzerland is not France, Gareth. No, we, we but they it. speak French. They do. Lots of them. They speak or German. French, Italian or German. Or Swiss. Romani. 
Oh, interesting. Um, first time writing in. Sorry for my two blueberry quality English skills. And I've read this email. It's definitely a five star, uh, five blue. Oh five, my sorry, god! Excuse sorry, me? my bad. A five blueberry uh, email, Gareth. Excellent. Um, so stop criticizing five blueberries. Um, well, first off, no, because I know what you give five blueberries to. So I'll be the judge of this. Okay, you is it five blueberries? First now. off, thank you guys a lot for the time you take out of your day to make this podcast. It makes my watching of Castle Rock and Watchmen, so very good, so much more enjoyable. You guys are funny, smart, and it's just refreshing to listen to someone's opinions on yep. Castle Rock other than my girlfriend. One hundred percent, Rito. Yeah. This is a five blueberry email, and, and already uh, far better than Rito's girlfriend hasn't read a single. Uh, King novel to this day. Okay, now that I've buttered you up nicely, I have to say, <laughs> oh, I feel you guys. It's a plan. See, I feel that you guys came down way too hard on last week's episode. No, two blueberry, blueberry email, Rita. <laughs> I understand that you are fan critical and all, but what's with all the negativity all of a sudden? Very unusual. Has the move to Australia taken a toll on Len, and is everything daytime TV to him now? Is he putting on enough sunscreen down there? Now I will stop you there. I'm a ginger person, so for me, the heat out here is genuinely unbearable, and I could be suffering from uh, from like heat stroke or something. Um, Just about an hour ago, you came in from outside and went, "It's too bloody hot." Yeah, it's I went for a run. Eighteen degrees. Yeah, it was like a running though, wasn't I? His body wow. temperature's gone up. Uh, yeah, four degrees. That's, that's good yeah. banter. Uh, it wasn't a stellar episode <laughs> by any means, but bashing it for half an hour. Um, it was actually longer. We bashed it for about an hour. Yeah, I think felt quite out of place and a little unfair in places. There were certain story decisions in both this season and last that were equally, if not more, ill-advised, and you didn't have that much of a problem with it then. I don't like the goo people either, and the episode was a mediocre one for sure. But honestly, I felt like it wasn't half as bad as you guys made it out to be. Glad to hear that Emma enjoyed it, despite uh, some of the episode shortcomings and despite you guys tearing it to shreds. Go, Emma. I'm hoping wow. uh, that you all find much more enjoyment in the next episode and the finale. Keep up the good podcast work. Long days and pleasant nights. Well, no, lovely email and no problem at all to have different opinions. opinions. are varied. That's um, a beautiful thing. Look, we, we did bash last week, but I think, look. Look, write a reply because I, I gave it one blueberry. I'm sure Rito's wa- listening to this now. Say, I your 100... reply, say your reply now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I 100% stand by my review of last week's episode. And, you know, I, I think I think this episode puts that last one in perspective because this wasn't a, a brilliant episode of TV. And, and, you know, Len, you and I are watching The Watchmen at the moment, right? And Just Watchmen, but yeah. The Watchmen series at the moment. Yeah. And the, the quality of that is phenomenal. Yeah. And for me, maybe, maybe it's hard because I'm watching something that is that good. And yeah, then I'm coming difficult. and watching this, which isn't as it's good. difficult and covering two shows at once last, because you only end up comparing them in some way. And I've always good. found that last week wasn't good, and I, I expect better. Um, I, I'm more than happy if people enjoyed it. Then you know, more for them. Well done. Like that's yeah. great. I didn't. I mean, I have to be honest. That's the lowest I scored an episode last week i gave it a two and and to be honest with you out of 20 episodes or 19 episodes of television that there's been for this show i think for me to have only scored one as two is acceptable like i i really enjoy the show i think the show's got an interesting style an interesting sort of direction it looks amazing i think uh some of the actors they have in it are quality some of the casting's very good but last week 
they didn't utilize any of those things and they just rushed everything and it just fell all over the place and i think we are justified uh with some of the other reviews that have come out about the episode i'm happy if people like the episode yeah because i wish i could have liked last week's episode and i didn't it's like when i used to cover the walking dead and i love the source material and i want to enjoy it and i'm happy that people enjoy it but i didn't i i I fell out of love with it because of the way it was going now i'm happy that they bounced back this week uh, and i'm sorry i hope our review this week has been a bit more um fun for you to listen to rito because i don't want people to just come to the show and think we're bashing it because we don't do that and and honestly i would never do a podcast like that because i don't want that to be the podcast that i do but I will always be honest. Yeah. And if, like I said, I enjoyed this one. That's why I gave it five. I enjoyed it. Like Gareth is being honest when he says it's a three. We'll all try and be as honest as we can. And I hope that this episode was better for you too. Because I know that you said this one was a mediocre one. So uh, I think this was a, a stellar episode for the season in terms of fun, at least. Um, hope that answered your question. And I will remember to put on more sunscreen because I get told that all the time. I'm very lazy with it. You're, Get that factor 50 on me. At the moment, it's hard to tell the difference between yeah. your hair yeah. and your face because it's all the same colour. Tomato man. Mm. Um, Elizabeth Nikolaevich has had this to say, podcast cool per usual. Why is Pop, and it appears Annie as well, immune to the spell, for lack of a better word? Is it a look into my eyes statue thing? So let's stop that there. I think we found out in this episode that it was a schisma noise thing. It's a noise. It's a noise, which we've heard a lot last season. So the noise is now manipulating people. I'm not happy about that. Mm, Interesting. I think it's... It would have been better if it was a look me in the eyes thing. I thought it was a look me in the eyes thing. Because it seemed like they didn't pop... I covered the the podcast when... um, The statue was revealed. When when the statue was revealed. And Pop saw it for a moment in the reflection of a balloon. And it seemed for that moment... He was transfixed. transfixed. Yeah, but as soon as the balloon rotated, he oh. was out of the spell and was yeah. able to run away. That makes a lot more sense rather than him just being hard of hearing. Yeah, like, and, what's... And, and and the other thing with the problem with the sound that I have a problem with is the fact that the convenience of all of our main characters not being able to hear it. Why can they hear it? Yeah. Like, so I I hope we get a better explanation for that. I I'm pretty certain it's not. It is a sound thing now. They've they've explicitly said that. I just want an explanation of why. Uh, and she also said, Len, spot on when you said the kids' appearance made season one all that much better. And it did. It gave some context. I genuinely believe it made some context, uh, some better context to season one, which we were scrambling around in the dark for. Um, yeah. And um, it makes us... I've rewatched actually, some scenes from season one, and um, I'd I have be really to say they're, they're interesting. They're really interesting now. to do that, because I, I was thinking about how much debate we had over like whether this is Henry Diva from the alternate universe and like is it is he a yeah I mean that's all garbage now we know that's all yeah, garbage I know and, and we said at the time it was a lie how bizarre though like to waste a whole episode on a fictional tale so strange so interesting um, this is from Todd Bradley and I said there wasn't any feedback for this week's episode I lie Todd has actually sent this in about this week's episode so thank you Todd he said hey guys not sure how I feel about this episode some ah, scenes are very five blueberries Todd five no, blueberries no, wait, give, him, give him time some scenes are very effective and some are laughable so he had the sort of same opinion that you did Gareth yeah. um, whereas I enjoyed the B-movie aspects you found it laughable in a laugh at it kind of way Todd is Todd is uh, I said this last week, I think. Todd's very much ready to be on the pod. (laughs) I'm getting axed. Uh, It seems like a constant problem throughout the series, he said. Here's just a few thoughts. thoughts. How did Ace slash Augusta uh, know about the kid? 
I very well could have missed it, but I don't remember how he knew the kid was a captive in Shawshank. So how does he know about the kids? He knows about, obviously, the angel that he worshipped in the 1600s, yeah. 400 years ago. He was obviously... I think they were obviously foretold that they would be woken. They were told that they were going to be woken up in 400 years by the angel. We need that They were probably told, seek him out. That is probably his mission. Uh-huh. Now, how does he know about the kid? And the... Dungeon. That's very easy because the kid was, was a massive publicity thing and a massive thing that happened in Castle Rock. He's still a fugitive. He's still missing. We saw the fugitive poster in this episode and we know that the people at Shawshank like to talk. There's a lot of rumours that go around in Castle Rock and I would not be amazed if he was trying to seek out the kid. If, you know, he's asking questions okay. and he hears about this, you know, chamber where Warden Lacey kept this kid that yep. was then falsely imprisoned, blah, blah, blah. So I, I have no problem with that as a as a thing. I'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next up. Why did Ace send a silent assassin, but then literally 10 minutes later bring 20 of his henchmen to break into the store? Don't know. I think the guy was sent in there just to get the letters and get out of there. Yeah, there's you know it's just an easier way if you if they've got all the shutters down it's panic room situation you infiltrate one man situation get the letters get out yeah done uh, that's I think the plan and it went to shit next thing I'm conflicted by the pop storyline in this episode he doesn't come across as a bad guy in the show book readers know he is this is what I said yeah but it wasn't clearly shown that he was a bad guy he makes mistakes and obviously isn't perfect but the show doesn't go out of its way to present him in a negative light which makes Nadia and Abdi responding in anger feel unwarranted which is exactly what we said in the podcast and I completely agree with you so that's right let's hire Todd for the podcast Um, not sure if I understand the logic in Pop's strap C4 to myself plan Uh, they were trying to buy time for the train and Pop tells Ace that he's going to blow himself up which forces Ace into the store which was exactly what Pop and the gang inside didn't want forcing the gang to leave earlier than they wanted well like you said Gareth the (laughs) timing is all over the place luckily it was just in the nick of time so if anything um, I think he's just trying to coax Ace into a move there. Like, he's in a position of power, which he is. But he also, remember, is trying to fool Ace mm. that he's going to blow himself up. This is all a ruse. This is all acting. Yeah, but he didn't need to say that then. If the plan was for them to leave yeah, later. True. I think he was trying... Yeah, I, I think it was... It's a bit messy, but I think they're just trying to get home this point in the to the viewer that... This is all a plan from Pop, and he's going to come back next week, mm. uh, sort of mid-goo phase. Yes. Okay. Um, and where did the hell did Chance get a Molotov cocktail? Yeah, they were just building those things off screen, I guess. I mean, yeah, that. Was where did bizarre. where did where did Pop get five bombs from? You what, know, why when they shot the pipe, did the French goo person die from steam. the pipe gas, yeah. whereas everyone else could just walk, walk through, through it? it. Yeah, none I mean, of that. It's, none of that scene makes sense. Yeah, you are Todd. right. There's laughable stuff going on there, but five I liked blueberries. It. I liked it. He said three blueberries correct. again for me. Is the correct score? As always, thank you for all you guys do. No, thank you, Todd. Thank, thank you for you, your feedback, and thank Todd. everyone for their feedback. And if you would like to get in touch with us with your feedback, you can email us at fan fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com that is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com let us know your theories thoughts on uh, the season finale because obviously your feedback will get read out next week if you come up with any theories and they're spot on you will be a genius and we will respect you forever so please do send in your thoughts and maybe replace Emma with you yeah you know her spot's up for grabs so Mm. nah just joking Emma just make sure it's a good king corner next week and all will be forgiven so uh, yeah that's it Gareth that's the end of this episode on to the finale my friend I am 
buzzing for good. it. Good. Let's see if they can stick the landing. No, this I am year. looking forward to it. Good. I really That's am. Good. Uh, there's still mysteries to be solved. Yeah, I'm, well, uh, not many, but yes. I'm hoping that <laughs> there's zero mysteries. There's a storyline to conclude. How they end it is how they defeat the people is how they yeah. do it. But uh, I would say if you could uh, subscribe to this, subscribe to Fan Critical, subscribe to the Watchmen Watchers, check out any of our content, uh, check out our social media and leave us a review on iTunes or any podcast app. That would be very, very much appreciated. We love getting those reviews uh, and we'll be back. Same more time. reviews, please. Yes, more reviews. Uh, and the Patreon, check out that. Patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Uh, and we'll be back next week for the season finale of Castle Rock Season 2. See you later, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>